welcome to Med Jabber and Jabber Talks, where medical device and life sciences experts come to collaborate. And now, here's your host, Eric Keeler. Welcome, and today we'll be talking with Eric Behrens, Director of Sales for Medi USA, a privately held company based in Germany. Medi is committed to helping people all around the world live a more independent, productive, and satisfying life while managing circulatory, lymphatic, and ambulatory issues. Eric currently resides in the Pacific Northwest and has enjoyed a phenomenal career, starting as a territory business manager and progressing through the ranks to his current position. He currently leads the medical compression sales team comprised of 38 territory business managers, four regional sales managers, and three national account managers, selling medical compression therapy product lines to the venous health, wound care, and lymphedema markets. Eric, welcome to the call. And I'm just going to dive right in here and ask you the first question, which is, what is Medi's positioning in the marketplace? Sure. Uh, you know, Medi's a diverse company, and we put state in a few different uh, market segments. But in what we call the, in the medical space, um, which is a, there's a lot of different segments out there, but I, I kind of term ourselves to be in the rehabilitation space which is uh, more products sold outside of the hospital um, that are not like supply items or anything in like a non-pharmaceutical. So I, I, I term it to be a, a rehabilitation space. And, um, and within that segment, we, we have a, a number of different products that, that we uh, provide out to that marketplace. But, but mostly we're known for our medical compression products uh, that are sold into the, the vascular, the wound care, and what's called lymphedema field. Um, and then we also supplement that business with uh, products in the orthopedic uh, bracing area, the prosthetic uh, componentry for lower extremity amputee, as well as foot orthotics. Um, and then to kind of top it off, we have a, a, an entire retail compression sports line called CEP Sportswear, um, in which you might see a lot of the triathletes and marathon runners and even some team sports folks out there utilizing compression for performance benefits. Got it. So if you could speak to me, it sounds like you're a fairly large, diverse company. Could you speak just a little bit to your company size and market share? Sure. Uh, we're a, a worldwide company, so we're based out of Bayreuth, Germany, which is in the Bavarian part of, uh, of Germany there. But worldwide, the ownership doesn't share the numbers, but I suspect we're about a half a billion dollar company. Um, in the U.S., uh, we in, are in that uh, almost $60 million a year um, range there. When it comes to market share, I would say um, in the medical compression arena, we're probably a clear number two player in the United States. Uh, and then in, within some of our other segments of prosthetics and orthopedics, we're we're definitely in the, the single digits uh, further on down the line. Got it. Got it. So how do you, uh, you know, with your, you know, as a private, privately held company in that, how do you, uh, you know, and you've got this diverse product line, what are your, like, could you tell the audience what your key differentiators would be? 
Sure, sure. Um, I think uh, for us, uh, because our, uh, our our products are more, we're, we're a product-oriented company versus a marketing-oriented company. So we, all of our product development things are are, are focused on on the patient or the consumer, um, in which we can help with uh, helping their their uh, condition or that will help their lifestyle as or performance. So. Um, that's kind of where where I am. And then we like to do is we support that with the best. We, we arm our salespeople with, in in customer service with the best knowledge and training in the industry, so that we can then support that um, as best we can to provide, you know, really the best experience possible for whether it's our our physicians and or our patients out there. Got it. So uh, if you could tell me, yeah, I know you mentioned you said you were consumer patient consumer focused. So uh, is that you're, where the market you're tar- targeting? Is that hospitals, GPOs, doctors, distributors? Where, well, where, where, where do you? How do you? What's your distribution channel? Yeah. Um, so kind of working in, in in reverse. We kind of work look at, at, at we focus on the patient and all of our products to be successful. Um, have to be worn by the patient, whether it's a, a compression garment, an orthotic, uh, orthopedic brace, or even a prosthesis. If they don't, if they can't wear it or don't want to wear it, and they are not going to get better, and their conditions won't get better, or their uh, their lifestyle won't get better. So we kind of focus on that and develop our products around these these conditions and the problems that they have in, in each area. So they arms our salespeople with a really good t- tactic when we go to our physicians and or our uh, our distributors that we can kind of talk to that point in, about how these patients will be more compliant about it and that that because of this compliance and benefits that whether it's a physician, their, their treatment plans are better, whether it's a distributor, they get more repeat business, they have a stronger referral basis. So because we focus on the patient, we, we kind of work that angle um, all the way through the channel. So, um, but typically, I mean, the way our, our kind of going back to the business model, our, we sell our products to, um, to we have specific, specified dealers. Um, they're usually some sort of independently owned, whether it's a, a orthotic and prosthetic group, sometimes it's a home medical supply company, um, sometimes it's like a, a pharmacy type company in which they are a, a specialized dealer and which in those places they will uh, fulfill all the prescriptions that we drive. Uh, they will do all the fitting and education in those centers and do, do any kind of billing or collection from the patient along those lines. So we kind of use that as the hub uh, for all our products and then we work the physicians um, and clinicians in the area to kind of drive prescriptions of our and demand for our product into our dealers. I guess, yeah, from from a uh, from a consumer standpoint, that that really actually sounds pretty good. I know we talk to a lot of companies, and and I don't think there's any of them that won't say they're patient consumer focused, but they certainly don't have uh, this approach, which I think is fairly unique to the industry. Yeah. It's worked for us for a long time, so we, we, we're sticking with it. Got it. So 
enough about the company. Let's hear a little bit about uh, Eric's uh, career or uh, your career progression with Medi, and why why Medi? Why why you chose Medi, and and kind of how you moved up through the ranks to where you're at. Yeah, it, it's kind of interesting. I um, I actually was in the medical field um, working for a, a, a one of the larger medical distributors out in the marketplace today, and and actually one of my customers uh, told me about this about Medi and and that they had a position open and that they thought that you know they thought it was a great opportunity and a good company and they really liked the product. Um, and so that's kind of how I got started there as a, as a rep um, in, the, in the Northwest. And uh, I, I did that for, oh, shoot, almost, almost two years, by a year and a half or so when um, I was given the opportunity to become a district manager of a, a smaller group of people out here in the West working with a couple of, uh, of our newer reps um, at the time. And then, uh, you know, timing was right and things fell into place in which uh, shortly thereafter I was, I was given the opportunity to do the, the regional manager position. Um, and then did that for, I don't want to say it's, I want to say seven or eight years probably before uh, moving into kind of my current position of a, of a director of sales. I, I, I got to tell you, you're, you're somewhat unique uh, individual, I would say, Again, we talked to a, quite a few people uh, in this in this industry, and your career progression with one company is is, is very unique. Uh, normally, we see a career progression that takes place over multiple companies, and I think that says about the company and probably you. And I don't know what are your what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I, I'd like to. I think a big part of it was that you know I got that timing was really fortunate. Uh, Medi was making a, a a real aggressive play into the United States at the time. Um, we just converted from a independent sales model to a direct sales model, and we were just in a, you know and still are in a really heavy growth plan. And you know we added a lot of products along the way to to really supplement you know our our core business. So. Um, you know, when I think when I first started, we had eight or ten reps for the entire nation, and and now we have about I think fifty fifty direct reps with a number of uh, of, of other things, uh, independent reps and sales agencies that we support some of our retail business with. Got it. We got it. So, what's it what's it like to be a leader of a privately held sales organization versus public? As you talk with your peers, what 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 do you feel the big differences are there? Well, you know, I I I think that the majority of it is I only have to please a couple people versus a, a board of directors or anything along those lines. Um, so I I think that really helps, and I can actually have direct dialogues with those those people, um, which is I, I'm very fortunate to you, uh, and, and I think. Our, our ownership has, you know, they've been very successful over the years, and their goals are, are, are for the right reasons. I want to say, you know, they, they have a whole community that depends upon the success of, of Medi. Um, by way, Germany, that whole community is supported by, by that. They, they, in fact, own the basketball team that's there, and 
so many people have jobs and careers and and a lot of businesses drive around it because of many buy rates and they and they have an obligation to that and, and so they just they, they they kind of put those sort of things first and foremost versus trying to drive for earnings per share or some of these other sort of things that they're looking at. Yeah, I, I think that's interesting you say that because I, I think we find in the people we talk to too that uh, there seems to be a higher job satisfaction rate sometimes with the privately held because uh, they're not so driven by a, uh, a number. Uh, could you could you go into that just a little bit uh, as far as are uh, you know they I guess a lot of the publicly uh, traded companies that we talk to they are very quarterly driven by their their numbers in that. Do you see that same type of quarterly uh, pressure in your company? Um, I, I, I think, you know, we do just because that's the way, uh, at least in the, the U.S., the way our, our management team is structured and, and all of us have come from some sort of prior larger organization for the most part. So we're kind of set up that way in that our financially we're motivated um, along those lines to help us achieve those goals and, and things. But, but also I think we're, we're motivated because they know that when we are successful and we deliver that, that our ownership is going to invest that, reinvest that money back into the company and into our, in, into our division. You know, it's not like they're going to take this and go buy some other company to be run somewhere else. All the things that they've ever purchased along the way that I've been part of, from um, from Circade to our new purchase of, of topical gear, that these things are all being rolled into where myself and my sales team are a part of that process. So it, I think that adds a lot of motivation to, to not only for your financial success, but also for company success that provides us all more opportunities. Got it. Got it. Very, very interesting. Interesting take on that. So, what are your views on the the current marketplace uh, and in regard to Medi's niche? What are what do you see some of the challenges and opportunities and you know kind of present and and give us a, a little bit of a looking glass into the future? Right, I, I I think I mean there's definitely challenges out there. Um, I think in our in our space specifically, I think with the the implementation of the Affordable Care Act. Um, a couple of years ago, it's really uh, raised the level of, of deductibles for, for um, patients, which, you know, when you're looking at, at procedures and or sometimes insurance companies may or may not cover some of our products or that they have, a, you know, the patients now have an obligation to pay a larger percentage of our products. Um, but people kind of condition looking at health insurance um, is that, you know, well, I have a health insurance and I have this card and everything should be paid for because of it. where I think it, you know, into the future, we're going to start looking at as our health insurance, much more like our auto insurance where we're going to have to make choices and, and the consumers uh, much more of the, of the decision-making process of, of, the procedures they have and the, the treatment they have to all the way down to some of the products they have. So um, they're much more involved in their, in their health than, than ever before. And uh, so we have to be prepared to, to, um, to act on that. So, uh, so as far as uh, how, how do you, have you seen that uh, uh, Affordable Care Act, uh, has it affected Medicare reimbursement at all in regard to your product? Yeah. Not you know 
Not really. I mean, the Medicare reimbursement is has been um, it's hurt more of our custom our customers more so than us. I think um, where there's been any kind of cuts along those lines. I mean, there's definitely some I want to say trickle down effect of, of some of those things. I, I think it's mostly in that uh, our the patients have have um, put off some of their uh, of their procedures and needs, or their healthcare needs, because there is such a large out-of-pocket um, cost to that. So, you know, in that they're just kind of like, we'll deal with whatever they have until they just can't deal with it any longer. So I, I think that's a, a bigger portion of it. But, you know, I think whenever, I've always said, whenever there's change, there's opportunity. So, you know, for us, you know, we just have to, realize how to capture that opportunity and and uh, whether it's developing new products or new tactics to to capture those those opportunities i, I think that uh, that we're we're working on some solutions to, to really look at that for 2017 okay good 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 so um tell us tell us a little bit about the culture at medi um you know i uh it's 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 a very solid group, I want to say, uh, from the leadership on down. My my uh, the president of our company is one of the company over 20 years. Um, many of my counterparts and regional managers out there have been with the company. I think all of them are over 10 years. So there's a lot of stability in the upper management uh, part of things. But but with that, I think that there becomes a um, a real collaborative. Uh, kind of uh, culture, I want to say, out there and that, you know, sometimes there's there's areas of, of our business that might not be doing as well. And we, we look to each other to try to pick each other up, you know, and say, hey, you know what, maybe we can tie, do some cross-promotional things or whatever we need to do to kind of to help those areas out. And, you know, maybe this this tactic is, is working over in this area and we need to maybe, you know, implement some of these things into a, another segment of our business. Um, but at the, at the same time, I think we're all, we're all really competitive. Our, our, our compensations plans are, are stacked rankings and we're, we're directly compensated um, based on how we, we rank out in, in our uh, versus our peers. So there's definitely a, a level of uh, competitiveness that we want to breed in there too. Texas. So, uh, in in regard to uh, you know, uh, you know, a lot of companies tout their 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 training. What 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 type of support system do you have in in place for that? Right. Um, we have a a, a twelve week training course. I mean, um, and that we we have a new hire will go through. Um, you know, we're not, thankfully we're not hiring people every single day, or you know, we might hire you know, five to 10 people maybe within a year. So we don't have a, uh, we have to be a little bit flexible in, in our in our plan, let's put it that way. Um, so basically it's a, um, it's a combination of internal and external um, of training. It really starts with, um, with our, actually the direct manager does, does some things, just training how to do business with my own company, you know, we all have CRMs and different, uh, you know, file sharing uh, web programs out there, and who to talk to, and things like that, and how how we need to communicate 
so that's that's how we start off our our uh, our um, training, and then we we break it down into to our different kind of uh, our different segments of business from venous health to wound care and then to lymphedema, and uh, we have uh, we have a training manager for each person each segment in which the district manager will will train that person on um, in in their own territory and work with them and show them how that works. And then they follow that up by doing that same training and follow-up training in the, uh, in the, the new hires territory. So they can kind of see it on both sides and kind of from a shadowing perspective and then from an implementation perspective. And then we kind of bring that all together um, at the end of, of the 12 weeks with a, a training class sort of, sort of thing where we, we just kind of, evaluate people and make sure that they can do all the, the things they have and, and make the necessary tweaks um, to their approach or their, their styles that, that we think will best fit the marketplace. Gotcha. I, I, you know, obviously marketing and sales are usually two different functions in a company. Could you tell us just a little bit, uh, you know, you said you're very collaborative. How closely do you work with, with marketing in your company? Yeah, um, you know, I've I've always worked. I, I I don't know. I've always had a very uh, passion for marketing. I think I think all salespeople think they're better marketers than than they are salespeople <laughs> sometimes. But um, but we all have ideas, and, and uh, they I like we like to bounce back and forth of what they have, and we have to work hand in hand of of what's working, and what's not working, and what do we need? But it's it's really you know my job is really to to communicate the the needs of the salespeople um, and what they're hearing in the marketplace, what I hear in the marketplace. I still I, I still manage some some key accounts, so I, I'm directly involved with the, the market. I, I'm very in, in tune with what's going on, so I have to communicate what's happening there, um, and then you know we, we discuss and, and present different ideas of, of what we need to to really kind of move the needle. Got it. Got it. That's it. that's an interesting take. I think you know. I, I didn't know you were in you know directly involved with with some of your clients yet. That's uh, that's that's somewhat unique in the in the industry too. I, I would think that would allow you to keep a, a real good pulse on the situation as far as what's going on. For sure. I mean, you know, even my 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 boss, the president, still has. You know his handful of you know accounts that he sees once or twice a year that that just to, to you know put the 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 confidence in that that he's doing making the right decisions and that that they are that he's in touch with the marketplace and knows what needs to happen out there. So and we're we're I mean he's a salesperson also so we're a very sales and marketing driven company um, even though we're a like I've said before, a, a product company, that's how we differentiate ourselves. But the leadership of this company is definitely a sales and marketing company. That's good. That, that's an interesting interesting take. Interesting take. So, you know, what uh, with your sales force, you mentioned you had 50-some-odd people there and you deal with distributors and that too. So what, what, do, you, what do you see the uh, as far as the the traits in uh, your best sales reps, managers, and and 
I, I guess uh, yeah. t- tell me what what you see. What you see. What do you look at? Passion? Do you look at desire? Do you look at yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I think you know it's you know I, I've 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 learned a lot about salespeople. I think over the years and being about and, and I um and that you know we're all we all are salespeople are traditionally very emotionally driven people, which you know I am also, and I, I think for me is you know passion is is the overlying sort of um you know trait that that we we want to look at but the underlying tones of that is is kind of this the, the commitment to being successful i mean how how what is their commitment level overall and that they put the job number one um i always i have i have a, a wife and family and things but you know what I, and i prioritize them all the time but I can't provide for them if I'm not, if my job's not doing well. So I make that, I have to put that as my one B as far as commitment level of what, what I do out there. And I think our, our reps and, and managers that are successful in sales are that committed to it. And they, and they really put that job first and foremost. I think the other part of it is, especially in our, in our, our sales people that are successful, have to be have a good leadership quality. They have to be able to rally their account and, and get them behind their products. Because our competitors are in there too, and you have to motivate them to help move our products. And you have to motivate physicians to start writing for our products uh, many times. And just having that leadership skills, I, I think, it are are really important. So I love people, whether it's from a sports background or whatever it might be that they have proven leadership is really, really important. I think. Do you, do you, do you recruit or see any type of a particular background that's been more successful for you than others? Say like B2B sales or prior medical or pharma sales, uh, or is it all over the board? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, we've had the most success coming from a B2B market, program uh, we we are we have a direct b2b relationship with our customers and we have to um that's how we get paid is based on our sales to, to our dealers out there so having that background and understanding of 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 that relationship and that these are our customers are entrepreneurs that are out to that are for-profit business that are trying to you know put food on the table for their families so I think that's that's always first and foremost, and we will always hire people that that come from from that background. Um, now that being said, I, I having a medical sales background is definitely helpful, and having just some uh, familiarity with that. And I remember the, the very first time I had to go in and and speak to a physician, I had you know I had the, the biggest butterflies in the world, and you know and. and those people are, are already well past that. So, um, but but mostly for us because of the, the the number of calls we have to make, I I really like the B two B sales in which they're dealing with fifteen to twenty meetings per week. Uh, I'm not I'm not interested in that person who's you know they make two or three personal sales calls a week or something. I need someone that's in a high activity, high paced um, environment because 
we just have so many call points and so many uh, places that we have to hit within a day that um, I just really need that high energy person out there. Got it, got it. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with one la uh, one last question here, Eric, and then we're gonna let you about sure. your your busy day. But uh, what's been the most rewarding part of your career? You know, I, I have to say is um, it's the development of, of people. Um, I, I like seeing it's they've become. They're not children of mine, but I want to say they're, they're brothers and sisters of mine. And seeing people who I've hired, you know, I remember hiring our first sales rep in, in San Diego. And, and now she's, oh, now 10 years later, she's running our U.S. division of a, of, of a brand of ours called Item M6, which is a fashion compression product line. And hiring Michael Potter, uh, friend, who's now running our CEP compression line out here and, and seeing another hire of mine that's, that is um, our, our regional sales manager out west, and another one that's the regional manager office. So, just seeing them grow and develop, and getting opportunities, and you know, just being financially successful and growing their their lives, I, I definitely find the most rewarding. Great. Well, uh, Eric, I, I very much appreciate your time here today. Maybe we'll have you back on uh, soon and talk about a whole other plethora of topics. But uh, again, thanks again. Thanks again for your time. All right. I'm going to conclude the call. Right. You bet. Bye. Thank you. Bye. You've been listening to Med Jabber and Jabber Talks. If you like what you just heard, tell your friends to go to medjabber.com and subscribe. Until next time, we wish a life of freedom, contribution, and satisfaction.